And we're back with another BS episode. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Hope you guys are doing good. Um, it's crazy how the year just came and went, <laughs> like, super fast. Yeah. Um, a little a little too fast, I guess. <laughs> but I hope you guys are doing good. Hope you guys are enjoying the holiday season. Um, how are you guys doing up there, by the way? Is it freezing cold, ice cold? Uh, it's just starting to get a little bit wintry. It's definitely if you stand outside without a jacket, you're gonna definitely feel it. You're you're going to when you, when is it that you're going to Alaska? Um, I'm leaving January 28th through February 10th. Right, right, right. That's a good time. Yeah, it's gonna be colder than hell. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cold there. Yeah, pretty I cold. think when I was doing my research, um. So I have pretty much almost everything booked. I'm just kind of finalizing like like two hotels. Um, so I'm going into Juno, and I kind of fell into this by accident. Like every time I'm traveling, I'm like, "Oh, here's this. Here's the state capitol building. Let's go inside and look." <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm kind of making it a point every time I go to a different state or country or whatever to go see what like their their capital building you know um so so far i've been on, on a good run and and i'm so juno is is the is the capital here's a fun fact that probably you might not know about or a lot of people don't know about um i don't know if i told you about this or not yet um how can you get to hawaii you fly or well, I don't know how I'm not swimming. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course you're not swimming. Or a boat, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I'm, I can't take a boat from here. I don't think. No, you would have to fly to like Seattle or LA and take a boat. Right. But you can either fly or get or take a boat to Hawaii. Can you drive to Hawaii though? No. Why? Well, is there an underground gateway? How would you drive? Is there a big bridge? <laughs> no, there's a big bridge. <laughs> yeah, there's a big ass bridge. <laughs> how are you gonna drive? It's like a 600 mile bridge. <laughs> okay, so so Juno. Can you drive to Juno? That's a good question, right? So the interesting thing about Juno is that there's only two places in the United States that you cannot drive to. The Hawaiian Islands is one of them. That's obvious because the water, they're islands, they're surrounded by water. And the other one, which was, I was super surprised, is Juno. You cannot drive. You could drive to Anchorage. You could drive to Fairbanks. You could drive through Canada and get into Alaska. But you cannot drive into Juno. And the reason why is because it is surrounded by mountains. Right. Yeah. And I went to look like like I'm like, hold on, like, like, because I, I put on I put on the GPS drive to June from Juno to Anchorage and it showed a driving path. I'm like, I'm like, what is this? And then when I went to look at it, you had a what's that noise? A weird noise. <laughs> yeah. OK. Um, when I went to look at it, they had a ferry that you would put your car in and they would 
ferry your ass through the waters, <laughs> through the islands, through everything into a city that's really close to uh, Segway or Skagway, something like that. Um, and that's only like, dude, I think it's only like 15 miles from the border of the Yukon Territory in Canada. I'm just like, no way. So, yeah, you cannot drive into Juno. You could only fly or take a boat. Interesting facts, right? <laughs> so I am actually I went to look at the weather. <laughs> I went to look at the weather and it does say like it's going to be the highs of 35, I think. Like daytime, it's going to be between 20 degrees to 35 degrees. So for Canadians, that's I think I think zero degrees Celsius is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So this is going to be anywhere between negative four and one degree Celsius. If I'm doing the conversion right. No, um, no, no. You said what was the Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit is is 20 to 35. Positive or minus? Positive. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Then yeah, that's yeah. So. At nighttime, though, it says it could get as cold as five degrees to 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Which is starting to get a little chilly, right? Um, Anchorage, when I looked at Anchorage, Anchorage is going to be the second place I'm going to. Um, they are between zero degrees Fahrenheit and 20 degrees Fahrenheit during the daytime. Nighttime, I think it said between negative five and positive 10. Which is like, okay, that's, that's pretty damn cold. <laughs> you want to hear what Fair, uh, Fairbanks is going to have, though? <laughs> Fairbanks should be minus 30, 40, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fairbanks is like average, negative 30 degrees. I'm like, what? I'm like, hold on. Is that even possible? <laughs> Yeah. And then once you get into negative 40, it's the same in Celsius as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm supposed to see negative 40. So it's going to be some interesting. It's going to be an interesting adventure. That's for sure. Just a heads up. I apologize for the noise, but they're doing some work in my apartment. So you're going to hear it. I'm sorry. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous. I guess I've been so I've been to Vancouver in um, in February time, and well, Vancouver is nothing like what you're going to deal with. Let's put oh. that like Vancouver is one of the warmest places in the country. Yeah. yeah. So when I went to Vancouver, I want to say it was. Um, Oh, at nighttime, it was like 10 degrees. And when I got there or, or when we got up in the in, during the daytime, I want to say it was like like 25 or 30 degrees. Um, it was cold. And, and I had my I had my I had jeans. I had a jacket. I had a beanie and I was OK. I was able to walk around and I was cool. I was fine. But I'm just like, man, it's cold. It's like cold, you know. Um, and during the only reason why it even got that cold when I went was they just had um, they just had snowfall. 
And um, actually, I, I, so I was telling this to my best friend because he was telling me like, oh, yeah, like if it's 35 degrees in Alabama and if it's 35 degrees in Alaska, it's going to feel the same. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's different. It's kind of the, the way I was comparing it to. I'm like, I'm like, look, in Alabama, sure, you're going to get snow and it's going to turn like ice and stuff like that. I'm like, but you're not walking on an ice cube. I'm like, there's a difference there. You're going to be on an ice cube. So if the air is 30 degrees, it's not going to feel 30 degrees. It's like the grand, like usually here in the wintertime, the ground gets frozen and that's when everything starts to freeze over there. The ground is frozen all the time. It is. It's, it's the, I guess the technical definition of frozen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the best way that, that for me that I was kind of explaining it to him, I'm just like, look, when you go to Florida, and it's 100 degrees Fahrenheit, but because of the humidity, it feels like 110 or 115. It feels hotter than what it is because of the humidity. It makes it warmer. I'm like, Alaska is the reverse effect. If it says it's 20 degrees, it's going to feel like 5 degrees because we're on an ice cube we're walking on ice. The ground is frozen. Um, he said he wasn't going to layer up. He was just going to show up with his jeans, T-shirt, jacket, and a beanie. I was like, bro, you're bald. Yeah, but they're also going to be outfitting you as well, right? Because you're going with a, like a tour? Oh, yeah, yeah. For the tours, yes. But I mean, like when we land, right? he says he's not going to show up layered up. He's just going to show up the like... <laughs> like this <laughs> well, they probably make a lot of money in the airport selling gear yeah i'm sure i'm like no dude i'm like i'm leaving california layered up i'm gonna have at least one layer on already i'll probably have some long johns underneath my jeans i'll have some some thermo socks i'll probably have my i'll probably have like normal shoes on no i probably want i'll probably have boots on I'll probably have some kind of boots to throw on and then I'll have an under I'll have a, a thermal shirt, a regular undershirt, my shirt and then a jacket. And then I'll probably have a beanie. I'll probably have two beanies, <laughs> you know, like like in my in my backpack. So when I get there I could just throw them both on. I'm like I'm like dude, I'm going to be ready to go when I get there. Not let me throw on my clothes. So yeah he's he's crazy <laughs> so anyway uh what do we have today i know you said you had a couple things um what do we have before we get started we do have to do a couple shout outs though oh yeah what do we got buzz tv we got buzz tv in the description below there it is buzz tv buzz tv's got some good holiday specials going on some some special edition devices and also right now i don't know if it's still going on when this comes out but they were doing a buy one get 50 percent off the next device right mm. so that's a really good sale a lot of people should be taking advantage of that and i hope that you did um check them out some really really good devices some really really good support and uh they're always coming out with some new stuff so definitely check them out at buzztvglobal.com buzz tv and also make sure you have that vpn service we got a good vpn in the description below um it's just good to have a vpn right now it's 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 like putting gas in your car your car needs gas for it to function you need a vpn to protect yourself with a lot of crap that's happening right now yeah there's, there's a lot of things out there yeah there's so many things out there right now with vpns you know just just get protected um 
even if you don't if you guys don't like the one we have just find something that you like and get something you just need to get something yeah there, there's a lot of good things with vpns um there's a lot of them that are coming with additional features for security and privacy and protections uh the one in the description below also has parental control settings so if you are looking to you know kind of monitor what some things are being done on devices that's a really good one to check out but there's a lot of different ways to uh uh that, or a lot of different features that VPNs are implementing now that, that you need, right? And a lot of ISPs are enabling different security measures that are blocking things that are legitimate things that people need. So one of the ways is to use a VPN to troubleshoot what the actual issue is. Is it an issue on your end, on whoever you're trying to access this end, or is your ISP blocking you from potentially trying to get to wherever you need to be? So it is a good utility to check out. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, yeah, so what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? I know you started mentioning so, it, and I'm just like, who, what, where, why, how? So for context, this is being recorded uh, like a week or two, possibly from when you guys are listening to it. Um, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on with FTX. Uh, FTX is was the second largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world, and it was started by a guy by the name of Sam Bankman-Fried. And I always thought it was pretty funny. Because before he started FTX, he literally said that cryptocurrency was a Ponzi scheme. And then he started the second largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world. And he took billions of dollars from people. And I'm not talking about small people. I'm talking about, you know, Kevin O'Leary, Tom Brady. I even seen that the some of the teachers' pension funds were invested into FTX here. So a lot of big people that were invested into FTX that lost a lot of money. But now they're saying because what he was doing was taking money from FTX, funneling it to another company that he had, like an investment company called Alameda. And then he was flaunting a lot of it in Bermuda or somewhere in the Caribbean and purchasing a lot of housing, real estate. He was even at the point where he was giving some of his ex executives million-dollar homes in the Caribbean. So this is all coming to light. Um, that money was taken from a lot of people and was funneled out for his own use. And we're talking billions of dollars, right? So this is all coming to light now. Like literally right now, there's live streams. They, they actually... App, uh, they actually took him into uh, possession. They took him uh, as of, I think, the 12th of December, and they got him in, I think he was Bermuda or Bahamas as well. I, I could be mixing that up, so I don't want to say fully, but um, I just wanted to go through because I have an article here from CNBC, and it's got a bunch of points, and I think that this is a really interesting time in crypto because at a time when crypto was like 16,000 U.S., it's currently, as of right now, running to seven, eighteen thousand. So when people should be looking at this, being like, "Crypto is a Ponzi scheme. We should be pulling out. We should be protecting our funds." And a lot of people have been saying that they should be getting their money off of exchanges and put it into cold wallets. There's a lot of different companies that do cold wallets so that it's you know secured in your possession and not in exchanges, right? So a lot of people are saying that. You know, FTX went down. Who's next? Is Crypto.com next? Is this company next? Is that company next? But I think people just really have to look at the bigger picture, right? A lot of these exchanges like Crypto.com, they're reinvesting back into their business. FTX was just taking the money and running. So there's a difference. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there is some kind of risk factor, no matter which way you look in crypto. But everyone who gets into crypto knows that. 
So, you know, you always want to diversify whatever kind of assets you have. You never want to put everything you have in the riskiest asset known to man right now, which is cryptocurrency, right? Mm -hmm. So, all right. So I'll just go through the one point at a time as I go through this article. There's a bunch of them. And then we'll kind of just see what's going on. So it says FTX CEO John J. Rally III plans to tell the House Financial Service Committee on Tuesday that the cryptocurrency exchange under Sam Bankman-Fried had unacceptable management practices. Ray said in his remarks that FTX went on a spending binge from late 2021 through 2022 when approximately $5 billion, that's with a B, was, was spent <laughs> buying a myriad of businesses and investments, many of which may be worth only a fraction of what they paid for them. So they were buying businesses for millions and spending billions on them. Wow. So there was money being swept under the table for both sides. And that's at least what it looks like. I mean, he's still going through the trial right now. Uh, he also says that loans and other payments were made to insiders in excess of 1 billion. So now that we're at 6 billion, uh, FTX group collapse appears to stem from an absolute concentration of control in the hands of a very small group of grossly inexperienced and uns unsophisticated individuals. So the people that were moving billions of dollars had no experience and no, no, like they, they had no idea what they were doing, but mm -hmm. they were dealing with billions of dollars. So, so far we're talking about 6 billion. Um, Ray lists those items among five things that he and his team had discovered since replacing Bankman Freed last month when the company filed for bankruptcy. So they moved $6 billion and then they filed for bankruptcy. Wow. <laughs> so they're trying to cover their tracks. They're trying to say, okay, we have no money now, but they were paying in some cases 20 times more than what some of these businesses were worth. And then filing yeah. bankruptcy. Like everything is just not... It's just not looking good for them. The crypto trading firm imploded in a spectacular fashion following a run on assets similar to a bank run. <laughs> this is the second largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world, or was. This is bigger than, I don't know, name some except for Binance. You have crypto.com, you have a, what, Gemini, Coinbase. you have Coinbase. This is bigger than Coinbase. And Coinbase is on the NASDAQ. It's bigger than, than Coinbase, right? That's nuts. So it says customer assets from FTX were commingled with assets from Alameda, which was the, their investment firm. Alameda used client funds to do margin trading, which is super risky, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what margin trading is? Mm -mm. So margin trading is basically when uh, an exchange or a firm or a platform lets you bet money that you don't have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Usually yeah. at like a 10 or a 20 or a large, you know, it's kind of like taking a loan out to do a risky investment move. So yeah. they were using the they were using client funds to do margin calls on their own investment company, taking money from customers that customers didn't even know that the money was being taken from them. Right. Wow. So then it said FTX went on a spending binge and that was when the five billion came out. And the Alameda's role as a market maker for crypto inspired it in the place of money into other exchanges where they're inherently unsafe. So then it went from it went from FTX to Alameda, then Alameda to other exchanges. Wasn't like if, there 
wasn't there something else that happened? Um, it was like earlier this year. Earlier in 2022, there was something else, like another company that did, or another, I don't know if it was a crypto or it was a different company that did kind of the same thing where they were allowing people to borrow. There's a lot of platforms that do things like futures and margin calls, but that's something that you do willingly. They were doing this unwillingly with people's money. Yeah, I thought I thought there was another company that did the same thing and they went bankrupt. Like they, they did the exact same thing. And then they, they moved the money and ran. Because this has been going on for like two months, but more and more information is coming to light now, right? Oh. So it says, although Ray only mentioned Bankman-Fried by name twice in the seven-page opening remarks, it's clear that many of his initial criticisms about the company are directed towards the organization for, organization's former leadership because he did all this, filed for bankruptcy, and left the company. <laughs> yeah. So it says, Ray in his statement said, never in my career have I seen such an utter failure of corporate controls at entry level of an organization from a lack of financial statements to a complete failure of an internal controls of governance whatsoever. That's nuts. The use of computer infrastructures that gave individuals in senior management access to systems that stored customers access without security controls to prevent them from redirecting those assets. So there was no security over how they move this money. So anybody in the company was just like, I'm going to put this money there. Oh, it came in. I'm doing this with it. There was wow. no, like, that's crazy. It says the storing of certain private keys to access of hundreds of millions of dollars in crypto assets without effective security controls or encryptions, nothing. The ability of Alameda, the crypto hedge fund within the FTX group to borrow funds held at FTX.com to be used for its own trading or investments without any effective limits. So they had no limit of what they could do. So the hedge fund had full access to the actual exchange and they could take anything they wanted. The wow. absence of an audit of audited or reliable financial statements. There was no audits or statements or they just did whatever they wanted with no accountability. That's crazy. So they found this guy and he's arrested now, right? Yeah. Sam Bankman freed arrested. I'll show you the actual details of that. Uh, so because uh, this is now considered fraud yes on so many different kinds of levels because we're talking about they're saying that it could be a lot higher than six billion dollars a lot higher yeah so in an article that came out later that day it says he was arrested in the bahamas on monday the ftx founder sam bankman freed faces the potential of a lengthy uh, sentence ftx collapsed last month following the liquidity crunch at the crypto exchange uh, it says in inconceivable to me that the Justice Department would have charged this case unless they were confident that they could extradite him because they had to go to another country, right? Yeah. This is crazy. Marks the beginning of a new chapter in the FTX saga. One will pit the former cryptocurrency billionaire against the Southern District of the New York State. Uh, CNBC's 
person here reported that the charges against Bankman Freed included wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, security fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. Yeah. Holy so crap. this could be a lifer. No? Yeah. Like, I don't know. This is crazy. So it says the in it, it remained sealed until Tuesday morning. Neither the attorney general of the Bahamas nor the Royal Bahamas Police Force would confirm the nature of the charges against Bankman Freed. The SEC has initiated a separate set of charges against Bankman Freed. The agency filed a civil complaint against him Tuesday, alleging that the ex-CEO of FTX engaged in a scheme to defraud equity investors in FTX. The filing said Bankman Freed raised more than $1.8 billion from investors, and the investors have no idea what's happening with that kind of money as well. So that's on top of the $6 billion already. So we're almost at $8 billion. Um, it says that these frauds have been going on for years, diverting billions of dollars of the trading platform customers' funds for his own personal benefits and helping him grow his crypto empire. The charges could land Bankman Freed in prison for decades, legal experts told CNBC. But before he ever serves time, U.S. prosecutors have to secure an extradition from the Bahamas back to New York. And I believe they've done that as of now. So he's being extradited to answer for all of this that's going on, which is crazy. It's funny how people think like, like, oh, the United States has no jurisdiction anywhere in the world anywhere There's, in the world yeah they have what do they call them when they're 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 like they have like a head office in different areas uh, embassy oh, embassies yeah mm. and see that's the thing it's like like i don't know like like you know you know how like the united states gets involved in pretty much everything like if there's a war if there's uh some kind of issue like whatever it is but it's it, I, you know we don't really just get involved for the sake of it like a lot of countries do ask us like can you guys come and help and of course we're like sure let's come and help but this is what we want in return you know oil oil <laughs> it's like yeah it's like it's kind of like like sure we'll come and help but because of this so it's, it's, it's not like we just show up because because you know, and, and I think that's been proven within history and everywhere, all like every single war, every single kind of conflict. There's always somebody that's asking for help from us. And yeah, when it comes to stuff like this, it's like it's like, OK, if you're from the States and you're going to do something stupid like this, or if you're not from the States and you're from a different country, but you're involving the States with some kind of stupid like this then we pretty much have our hands on on whoever it is that we could bring him back here look at a freaking what, what's his name um the mexican drug lord el chapo. el chapo he's not yeah el chapo he's not from the states all, all most of his crime is in mexico that he does but because he's over here bringing drugs and bringing stuff to the states and messing up our whatever you want to call it well, what do you think is going to happen? The state's going to be like, cool, thank you. We're taking you over here, then putting you in our jail. Yeah, it's it's. And, and you know, what's funny is, is people don't learn. It's like, hello, this isn't the first time somebody has bought things in the Bahamas <laughs> you know, or yeah. in the Caribbean or wherever you're going. You know, you know what I mean? It's so according to that he's already being brought over to the States, the main dude, right? The CEO or whoever it is. 
right? Yeah, it's crazy, man. But they're saying that the trial may not even happen for years because there was oh, no documentation yeah. as to what was happening. They have to figure out what was happening before they can even trial him for it. Of course. Now, they all know that it's fishy as hell, but they don't even know to what extent, right? Like, it could yeah. be hundreds of billions of dollars. We don't even know, right? So this could even end up as like a class action suit as well, right? Oh, for sure. It's going to be like anybody who has any kind of investment in on this is going to, yeah, they're 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 going to have their their money in this. And if there's a lot of people that were, what was it Tom Brady? You said that was in like yeah. like who are the some of the people that were invested in this? Uh, people, let me see, invested in FTX. Um, let's see. We have. Uh, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Ontario's teacher pension plan, Steph Curry. Um, Naomi Osaka, she's a tennis um, person. Uh, Miami Heat, the Miami Heat. The whole team? <laughs> the organization? Kevin O'Leary, uh, Larry David, Justin Bieber. The Beebs, um, the Beebs, uh, ML, MLB, Golden State Warriors, Mercedes, TSM, Monumental Sports, <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. It's like the whole organization, <laughs> the, whole team. the whole team, the whole team. Yeah, yeah this is going to end up being like a like a class action lawsuit for sure. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are going on. Um, I thought that it would be nice to just to kind of bring to light what are the, some of the things that are happening and talk about, should you be scared? Should you be scared about crypto? Is it a Ponzi scheme? Um, is it a good investment? Is it a bad investment? And what do you do if you have crypto right now? So do you have crypto investments right now? Of course. And um, do you mind if I ask what exchanges you're on? Uh, let me see. I got Coinbase, of yeah. course. Um, well, Coinbase, I have all three of them. Coinbase Pro, The Wallet, uh, KuCoin, Robinhood, Trust Wallet, Webull, Cash App, Acorns, uh, T-Row, OpenSea. You got quite a bit. And E-Trade. So with what's going on, because we never have full disclosure as to what these companies are doing with your money, what... Like, what would you advise people to do if they're if they have cryptocurrency and what exchanges and is there any crypto exchanges that are safe? Um, oh man, I had an argument with somebody about this question too. Like, <clears throat> so so okay, I know we you know we've talked about cold wallets, we talked about moving things into your possession so that way it's as safe as it can be. Um, but the thing that the, the problem still is is that we've seen crypto currencies themselves specifically cryptocurrencies um disappear disappear they they get your money you know we've seen mononoke suzuki we've seen like terra luna right terra luna a big one yeah and 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 then all of a sudden there's like oh you look here's terra classic here's terra 2.0 or here's luna classic or luna 2.0 like all these spawns of everything started coming out and the one thing i was telling people is it doesn't matter if even if you put it on a cold wallet, um, 
you have better protection if you're putting it on a cold wallet just because it is in your possession um, versus keeping it on a, you know, like Coinbase and stuff like that. But the one thing I do recommend is when you are investing in stuff like this, like Coinbase, for example, if if anything were to happen where they have to file for some sort of bankruptcy, um, there's like the reason why this guy is getting extradited and brought back and, and answered for all this stuff is because there's a lot of laws that protect you from fraud stuff like this that could rip off your money so if something were to happen to some of these companies a lot of these people that are invested in stuff will get their money back somehow um well that depends on the regulation right so one of the reasons why they're coming down so hard on a lot of these companies is that they're not regulated by certain agencies in whatever country you're in right, right. so some some companies um, let's say you go through Robinhood or or um, what's the other one? Weeble, right? They Weeble. provide some kind of insurance on the money that's invested in their platforms, right? So a lot of the other ones don't have the same kind of legislations um, or regulations. So there isn't any insurance on the actual funds, right? So that's 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 one thing, right? But at the same time, it's hard to apply those kind of insurances on things that are happening because what if a coin does disappear? Because these platforms don't have any control over that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and that's why that's why I was kind of saying where you have to check their like their laws and regulations and see where it's at because you know, like in in the VPN world, they call it the twelve eyes or the fifteen eyes or the thirty four hundred eyes or whatever it is. You know, you have all these eyes that are like in that realm where they still talk to each other and they still help each other out. Um, this stuff is no different than that. When it comes to like 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 Big Brother, when it comes to money, when it comes to like big corporations and stuff like this, like anytime you're messing with a major country, the powers to be, you know, the United States, Canada, the UK, like, you know, we can go down the list of all the major companies or major uh, countries out there. When it comes to money, like certain money currencies, these companies that that work within those systems a lot of those systems are the same the only thing literally that could really screw it up is if somebody says hey here is ethereum for example just like terra luna and say cool i am shutting it down like we just went from ethereum 2.0 proof of 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 stake instead of proof of work and now they can say like well I guess we're not doing this anymore. We're going to pull the plug and shut the whole thing down. You know, people say that's impossible. Sure. It was impossible for Terra Luna. And what happened to Terra Luna? It could literally happen to any, any crypto, any coin, any token, any, anything really. And like, I think a lot of people did get scared when Terra Luna went down. So I think, for me personally, if you're investing in a um, like Coinbase, if you're it, like Webull, like any of these companies, I would do my research to see where it is that they're operating for one, how much they're investing for two. You know, crypto.com is a big one. Um, FTX obviously was even bigger <laughs> and see the type of people that are in their with those investments because at the end of the day if something like this were to happen like ftx being wiped out and then all of a sudden it's like hey this exchange is being wiped out what are we doing with it 
there's there's protections that you can't have if it's something very specific like a crypto coin or token and if that coin goes away then you're kind of I wouldn't say SOL because even then, even if a, if a coin does crash and stuff like that, um, they're working on regulations for stuff like this. And as much as we want to say like, well, there is no regulations for crypto. <laughs> well, there is <laughs> there, there, there is. So just to kind of speak on that a little bit as well. So if someone says, is crypto a scam? What would you say to that? No. Okay, so crypto is all legitimate Web3, not all, but is the, the base around is legitimate Web3 base projects to do an actual thing. Now, some people are out there just like anything else, and they build fraudulent things on top of the platform. But the idea for cryptocurrency is not a scam at all, right? And right. just for the instance, like when we talk about Bitcoin, there's no one running actual Bitcoin, right? There's no one running a lot of these projects. When we talk about things like Ethereum, there's something called TVL, and it's like total value locked. You can actually pull up on the blockchain and find out how much of the funds of these cryptocurrencies are locked and not being touched, and you can verify that on the blockchain, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it really depends on, on a couple things. So is what happening now with FTX a bad thing? The answer is yes and no. Because yes, nobody ever wants to be defrauded. It's a bad thing. But no, because no matter if Sam did this or somebody else, people are going to do this, right? So it needs to be brought to light and, and protection needs to be put in places so that this doesn't happen to people around the world, right? On a regular basis, right? Once we start to bring in regulation, then that's where institutional money will come into the crypto world and that's where we'll see a bigger jump right so right now cryptocurrency is what 10 years old maybe a little bit older yeah, a little bit older a little bit older it's mm -hmm. still in an infancy of how it's running right there's still a lot more legitimate projects being built so it's still a lot of things that are happening on the web3 platform so it's not a scam but at the same time, you have to be cautious of how you invest your money. You never want to put all of your assets into the riskiest platform out there. You always want to understand your, 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 your entry and your exits, right? So there's always going to be those companies that are regulated and have some kind of insurance in your country. And those are a little bit safer. But the safest when it comes to cryptocurrency is by putting it into what's called a cold wallet. And that's stored offline. And nobody has access to it except for the person that's actually holding the physical cold wallet, right? So if you are just trading and you know your entry and your exits, maybe short term, then everything that you are storing for long term should be kept offline into a cold wallet. A lot of good companies out there. There's more and more cold wallets that are coming out and making things a lot easier. But that's the best advice that anyone is going to give you in cryptocurrency. Store whatever you can in a, in a cold wallet offline. And if you need to trade things on a short term, do it, but know your entries and know your exits. Yeah. The biggest way that I, when anybody asks me if I, if it's a scam um, and I tell them no, and they're just like, yeah, but it's like fake money. It's like, well, so are credit cards. Like credit right. cards is all based on, on credit, but even like, like anything could be turned into a scam, like the dollar. How many people do we get or how many stories do we hear that somebody gave them counterfeited money? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like it doesn't matter if it's crypto. It doesn't matter if it's on the stock market. It doesn't matter if it's physical paper cash in your hand. 
everything and anything can be counterfeited, can be into a scam, can be a rug and pull, whatever you want to call it, where you're putting money into something and you're not getting the same exact value back. Right. Anything can be twisted in that type of way. There's just different words and different definitions for whatever situation that you're using. The only thing is just, you know, just be, be, be careful with anything, you know, with, with, with anything out there, do do your research, you know, like the same way when people get a hundred dollar bill, sometimes people are flipping it up and looking it up in the sky to see if there's any kind of, right. you know, if, if, every, if it's a legitimate bill and there's certain things that you look for those things, same things that you look for when you're doing research for crypto do the same research instead of putting obviously you can't grab something <laughs> physically and look well, it up well but but digitally flip it upside down do your investigation check it out right and people mm-hmm. think you know just leaving money in your savings account is 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 the safest thing technically you're still losing money if you have money in your savings account right with the cost of inflation and things going up that hundred dollars is not going to be the same hundred dollars that it was in five ten fifteen years right so yeah. there's risk in everything you do and you have to be diligent in in everything you do right and like some people are so caught up in the millennial money and the moon the moon i call them moon boys oh i made a thousand percent interest on this and i did this and i did that yeah you got to be careful with what you hear and what you see there's a reason why the wealthiest people in the world only go for five to ten percent in interest they invest in things like dividend stocks or or etfs or or whatever it may be and these things only fluctuate about 10 percent a year because it's kind of given it's got a track record and they're not shooting for these things that do um you know hundreds of percents in interest right so um there's that right so you want to be careful with that kind of stuff uh i seen another article that was talking about sam bankford's freed now his parents were very wealthy to begin with i don't know too much information about his parents but it also says that there was a 256.3 million dollar property in the bahamas um that they're climbing back including a 16 million dollar vacation home that he bought for his uh law professor's parents that's crazy because like like i said you know what a 16 million dollar home would be worth or would look like I, i don't even know what it would look like in the bahamas oh my god i gotta show you this i gotta show you this <laughs> look at this so there's a lot of ads on this but this is a very interesting page look at this. so this is the, bah- the bahamas right so here on this dot uh he's got three condos worth uh approximately two million dollars each then on this side he's got a bayside executive park and it's a site for the corporate headquarters and that's worth about 4.5 million and then there's the old fort bay 16.4 million vacation home so his vacation home is worth more than all the other ones and then here he's got uh bahamas resorts he's got seven condos worth 72 million and then he's got the orchards and the penthouses that are worth 30 millions so he's like all over the bahamas like he is the bahamas pretty much right see what's interesting though is if they if they take his assets away and they sell it and then they give the money back to all the other people like i'm I'm pretty sure like that that, those billions of dollars is going to come back somehow like like those companies those investors those individuals that invested they're going to get their money back somehow for sure Um, this is 
so Sam Bankman Freed is a 30 year old that was dealing with billions and billions of dollars. I'm not not saying anything about his age, but a lot of what they were saying was that his team was completely inexperienced and they just ran free with whatever they could. Yeah, they're screwed. <laughs> All of them. That's crazy. But this case is going to go on for a long time. He's going to be locked up for probably years before they actually sentence him. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You know, well, what they do is they try to lock them up and then try to find things out, like like what happened and stuff. But even, you know what, I was watching... Um, Oh, there is a case that there's a case that 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 just ended. So there's this guy that ran over some a parade last Christmas. Um, I forget what the guy's name was. The guy's totally freaking delusional. Um, but if you guys know what his name is or what the case trial was called, I think he was out in like Philly or somewhere somewhere in the East Coast. Um, and the judge, the lady, she did a really good job. But he, so he took his car. He, he's a wannabe rapper guy. Runs over a bunch of people in a parade because he got pissed off at his girlfriend or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm not even sure exactly what the details were, but he got mad. And he wanted to get through and nobody was moving out of the way because he was going through the parade. So right. he went through the parade and ran people over. Wow, that's crazy. And, dude, that was Christmas last year. And his trial started at the end of october this year and it just ended um maybe like two weeks ago and they're still i think i think what they're doing is they're still trying to figure out like what his what his actual sentence is going to be like they already said he's guilty of like 72 accounts and he's got like i don't know i i I think i think when they were done everything like saying like all the stuff that he was accounted for, it was like over a thousand years of jail time, no parole. Like it was something like ridiculous. Like, it's just like, dude, there's no way you're getting out, you know, ever. And they didn't, they haven't finalized everything because they're trying to like, just get like the last couple legal things together before they close it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's something that was caught on camera. That's something that was like, people were there. You got witnesses, like everything was, like you saw the guy do this yeah it's like you saw it with this guy with him moving money and doing stuff behind the scenes and doing all like this could take like it could be like 10 years from now till we actually finally see him going through the court services that's crazy so they have a few pictures in this article i wanted to show as well too that's nuts don't know who sam bankman freed is here's a picture of him there's sam bankman freed and he's screwed is the 30 million dollar penthouse so i wonder how many of these yachts that we're going to see in these pictures actually belong to him as well too right so there's one right look at this right on the water that looks like marble floor it's like why even pull the money out like why even like you know what i mean like why even try to go through bankruptcy why even try like if you have that yeah exactly if you're already there and you have all of that stuff it's like dude retire you're done chill bro chill right so well you know there's going to be like some kind of documentary coming out about this in a few years right but look at for sure look this is all him that's all him bro look at this one it's a video 
Oh, it's having a meeting. It was a really bad video. And see, that's the thing. Once you have like a lot of money like that, it's like you have eyes on you all the time. Of course you will. So his parents were law professors and they said they have been trying to return the property tax to FTX since before the company entered bankruptcy. So they were getting paid out by the company as well. And they're, they're, it's unsure of how much FTX had paid them out for. But this is this is crazy stuff. Here's some of the companies uh, who each got condos as well. And the executive park was the $4.5 uh, million for the headquarters. And at the official groundbreaking uh, for FTX coming headquarters to the Bahamas. So this is where they set up shop. There's another video of him. That's that's just it's just crazy stuff. So at the end of the day, the takeaways are it's cryptocurrency is not a scam, but there can be scams that done on it. Just like the US dollar is not a scam, but there can be scams done with the US dollar, right? Just yeah, how it goes with everything else. So you gotta protect yourself, you gotta look into uh protecting yourself, uh look into cold wallets, look understand the biggest thing we talk about when it comes to any kind of investment is know your entry and know your exit. Right. Mm-hmm. Understand the risks that are involved. Are you okay with it? And if you're not, ask yourself how much are you okay to lose with any investment? Doesn't matter if you're doing crypto, doesn't matter if you're doing stocks, doesn't matter if you're buying pesos. I don't care what you do with your money, but understand your risk. <laughs> pesos. <when> it comes <laughs> <to it. laughs> yeah. So hope you guys appreciate today's episode. A lot of lot of stuff happening right here. And yeah, always protect yourself, always do your research. Um, and then just know just like any kind of investment. Just like anything that you're purchasing, anything that you're you when you're receiving change, you could be experiencing uh, a lemon of some sort. So just be careful. Um, yeah, just be careful. Keep your eyes and ears open, and always like with this stuff. You know, you could only do your research so much before things get flipped upside down. But you know, do what you can. Um, and yeah, I'm still invested in stuff. I'm still looking into stuff. Um, I think crypto right now is there's a lot of things that are being hit right now. And I think some people are getting kind of greedy because, you know, we're in a big roller coaster right now. And I, I still believe that 2023, we're going to see a slingshot. Um, just looking at, at previous years, looking at what history has showed us, what crypto has done. Every time we have one really bad year, we have about two to three insane years. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Bitcoin next year hits a hundred thousand. Um, it's due, it's due for it. It's, 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 it's due. So yeah, do your research, do your stuff next. Any last words before we go? Yeah, there's a lot of things. I I'm, I'm more on the boat of 2024 is when we're going to start to see some kind of positive momentum, but I mean, who knows? Nobody really knows what's going to happen with the financial world and the financial sector. So all you can do is don't, don't wish for the, uh, the moon just take you know your little bit of stars on the way right just claim what you can um thank you guys for watching and listening to another episode of beyond the streams wherever you guys are watching or listening to us from make sure you leave us a comment or a view so other people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy uh make sure you also hitting that thumbs up that uh, like and subscribe and turning on the notification bell because you never know where the conversation is going to go or who we might have on and you know what from on behalf of Beyond the Streams, myself, Rojas, and the whole community, we wish you guys a happy new year as well. Peace!